Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. And it's my pleasure to welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage, Ellen Cookman, the owner of Cookman Law. Ellen, how are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks, LA. I'm glad we are finally having this conversation. I've been wanting to connect with you for some time, and now we're finally doing it. Yeah, I'm so excited. This is wonderful. And so you have built uh, a really successful law firm. Tell us a little bit uh, about the firm you built. So I, um, I run Cookman Law, which is an estate planning firm in Palo Alto, California. And we specialize in special needs planning and also planning for families where the kids just haven't quite left the house. And they may never, they, they may, you know, there may be an undiagnosed mental health challenge or something where they're still living in the basement and they'll need additional help for the rest of their lives. So we help uh, families put together a great team of professionals, really figure out the next steps. So when they're gone, they know that there's going to be a continued financial parenting. And I know this is, uh, you have a, a personal interest in this. Uh, are you okay to talk a little bit about that? I do. So my I have two sons, ages nine and a half and eight. And Caleb, my older son, was diagnosed with high-functioning autism when he was four. You know, it's been quite the journey. So I actually got into this field before that, but I went from being kind of an advocate of kids with special needs to a parent. And that's a very different journey. You know, you learn what everybody goes through with, uh, you know, driving kids around and trying to figure out all the different words that they use for the, <laughs> the treatments and everything. But I'm really grateful uh, that we were able to do early intervention. He's doing fabulous. They both go to a wonderful school called Hope Technology School that does full inclusion of typical and special needs kids. So I, you know, I'm, I'm really grateful. And my husband is now a stay-at-home dad. He, he was a special ed teacher for many years. So I think he probably feels like just two kids as opposed to nine, you know, in his classroom. <laughs> He's, that's easy, right? <laughs> He's like, this is a cakewalk. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I wouldn't want to do it, but he loves it. He loves being at home. And, and then I get to dive in and work and do what I love doing, helping, helping families. Awesome. I love when attorneys are running purpose-driven firms like yourself, where they have an intense connection to the work that they do. It's fantastic. And uh, you're able to focus on building your law firm the way you want it, which is lovely. And we're here today to talk about virtual law firms. I know several of you attorney entrepreneurs that are listening are already getting the heebie-jeebies, but this is not a listing type of service thing. Ellen actually transitioned her firm to a virtual firm. So Ellen, just tell us a little bit about how you became uh, a virtual firm. What when the moment in time was that you realized, you know what, something's got to change? Well, so it's an interesting story because I don't feel like it was really a decision that, that I made consciously. Um, so I have my own office in the old downtown Palo Alto, if you're familiar, you know, off California Avenue, really wonderful shopping area, great restaurants. And I got a lot of security having a brick and mortar office where, you know, people could come and meet with me and then go out to lunch somewhere. Or I could meet with my own contacts. So I loved having an office and I always thought, oh, I would never want to work from home. I mean, that just sounds awful. You know, we get interrupted constantly. Um, yeah, I just, it just sounded totally undesirable. And then I, so I was 
about two years into a six-year lease at, at my beautiful office, and we realized, you know, the carpeting really isn't that nice here. So we decided to switch to laminate flooring. We had that installed. And that was in February of 2020. And then in March, of course, we all know what happened. COVID hit. Everything got shut down. But I was still able to go to my office. So, you know, I didn't want to work from home. So I I kept driving in. And it was a standalone office. So it was safe. Everything was fine. And then in the middle of June, I was deposed for this horrible case that I was a precipient witness for. And it was really stressful. It was like six-hour-long deposition. And the next day, I broke out into hives. And I had chronic hives for boy, six months. And it was, it was awful. And went to all the doctors trying to figure out what, what was going on. And finally we figured out it was the benzene off gassing from the laminate flooring that we had installed in the office. Yeah. So who would have thought I had no idea that this was an allergy, right? So I had to move out of the office suddenly, like right like that. So this was in September of 2020 moved out somehow set up, you know, our third bedroom into an office. And my, my landlord was very kind and he let me end the lease early. And I thought, okay, am I going to look for another place? And then as I started working from home, I really liked it. It was actually, it, it was lovely. I could, you know, I, I wear my business mullet, right. You know, it's like, a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, you know, um, uh, business, business on the top, top party top on the bottom, right? right. Pants every day. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the, one of the really important things of the transition was that during zoom, all of my elderly clients learned, I'm sorry, during COVID, all of my elderly clients learned how to use zoom because they wanted to talk with their grandkids and they had to learn this being, otherwise they wouldn't be in contact with anybody. And so I think getting over that technology hump was key to being able to meet with clients virtually. So that was really (laughs) how I ended up uh, with a virtual office. There wasn't any one moment where I was like, I know, let's do a virtual office. It was kind of more (laughs) like, I know, I don't want to have hives every day (laughs) and go crazy, right? And that's just what ended up happening. And it it really works for us. That's fantastic. And, and, you know, it's really nice of your landlord to let you out of that lease, you know, I know that's been a big impediment to a lot of people I've talked to is, oh, we just signed a lease and it's going to run for mm-hmm. five years and we don't have any any recourse. But there's a lot of benefits to running a virtual law firm you know, beyond just comfort. Um, tell me a little bit about some of the benefits you've, you've recognized. So I think the biggest benefit is my team. So I've actually doubled the size of my team over the last year and a half, which is kind of crazy. When I went virtual, um, I had four team members and now I have seven and then myself. And it's it's so much easier finding people who fit the bill, who, who do great work nationally rather than just in the Bay Area, just tied to this area. Um, if you look at the Robert Half salary guide, the pay bump for, for paying somebody to work here uh, as a team member uh, is, is 40%. So you're paying an extra 40% just because, you know, cost of living is so high here, which I understand people really need that extra money, but I just can't, I can't pay that as a small business owner. So when I was able to expand the the search to folks in, um, you know, in the South, in the Midwest and areas that were less expensive to live, and I could pay a regular salary as opposed to the 40% pay bump, um, it's, 
it's been amazing. And then my team members love uh, having the virtual platform. I, I even asked them, you know, what do you like about it? Like, so one of them has a one-year-old and she can work for me, you know, for three hours a day and she doesn't have to bring her one-year-old along through the rain. Uh, they don't have to worry about getting sick. I have somebody else who's in a, a pretty red state and she was really worried about going into work because she didn't want to catch COVID because nobody was taking it seriously there. So she feels really comfortable working from home. And she's also pretty much an introvert. So she's happy not having to do the small talk around. Oh God, I don't have to talk to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do talk to each other, but in different ways, you know, we've kind of had to learn how to adjust. That's fantastic. And by, by the way, I'm a big introvert too. So I totally get it. That's so funny that, that you run this podcast and you're an introvert. That's awesome. Well, I'm good with having one-on-one -on -one conversations oh, all day long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> so, you know, when, when I talk to other attorneys about transitioning from a physical kind of office to a virtual firm, there's a lot of things they raise as you know, reasons not to do that. What were some of the big um, hurdles that you encountered as you made the transition and how did you address them? Yeah. So I think as, as an estate planning attorney, one of the big services we offer is a signing appointment, right? People coming in, you sign, you get to kind of finish everything up. And I think during COVID, we all struggled with this because we're not able to meet in person. How do we fix this? So we learned about remote online notarization. So you can actually get somebody, a notary in a different state to notarize documents over Zoom with my clients and it's valid in California. I mean, it's really remarkable. California notaries are not allowed to do this. So I think one of the biggest hurdles was the signing appointment, figuring out. So, and it went from being a, you know, kind of a big time, honestly, um, for me and others. And now we can actually have someone else notarize. Uh, they still need to sign the wills in person. But um, I think that's, that's been, uh, you know, a, a big adjustment. I think also figuring out how do we coordinate because we can't just, stick our heads out of the door and yell down the hallway, hey, can you come in and talk for a minute? So we've implemented Slack. We started up some Slack channels where, you know, it's up there. One nice thing is it doesn't clog up my email, right? So if we have something, a conversation we need to have, we just look to see, okay, is anything bold? And then I can look to at my channels. I think Slack is terrific. It's really inexpensive. Um, and then we do Zoom meetings um, once a week for our entire team. And then once a week as a drafting meeting, and we go over our trust administrations too. So we've kind of worked on the flow, you know, how much is really needed. You know, um, everybody in my firm appreciates the flexibility. Um, when I once, I once worked for a firm where I was, it was really like FaceTime was required. I was required to be there from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m in, you know, in my chair. And, and really that was the main, uh, you know, the main way they judged my work product, which honestly I think is kind of lazy. Um, but it, it was not, um, I, I felt so resentful, you know, it was, it, it wasn't a reflection of, of me. And meanwhile, I have a life, you know, and I need to go out and do something and then that might look bad. So I don't do any of that with my team members, you know, they're, they're responsible for it. They're adults. They're responsible for keeping track of their time. But I, I've encountered a lot of people who are worried about that. They're worried that if they're not sitting there looking in on their paralegal, then their paralegal is just going to be surfing the internet or doing something else. I mean, these are real worries. They are real worries. Yeah. I know because we've had those conversations. Yeah. And, and what my answer is you just, you have the wrong employee. 
you know, like you really have to look for people who are self-motivated and then you set metrics of this is, you know, how much we need to get done. And as long as you're meeting the metrics and our, you know, cash flow is working, I'm good. I don't need to, you know, look to see, well, on your timesheet, you said you clocked out for 20 minutes, but I'm pretty sure it was 25 minutes. What happened there? So it's it's also just a, a shift in mindset, I think, Olay, of, of figuring out what what really, what do we need for our firm and what does just show? Yeah. I liked your point earlier about how measuring someone based on the time they're in a chair, it's kind of lazy. And especially for a flat fee-based firm, you know, it totally is. Um, the idea is to get the most work done in a certain amount of time. And the emphasis is on getting the work done. Right. And so to your point, it could be that they have the wrong employee. Or what I've also found is it could be that they have some assumptions about what busy means Mm. and they don't have good metrics to measure their team. So they're really insecure about what's going to happen. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes attorneys have problems delegating. Um, Oh, really? (laughs) Not me. (laughs) (laughs) And so the nice thing, you know, about going to remote is it forces those kinds of, of challenges. What about filing? I know there's a lot of paper involved in this. Mm -hmm. How do you handle that? So happily, our courts have switched to e-filing and our recorder's office, you can now use uh, Simplifile to e-record every document. So, so what used to take two months to mail in a, a deed to be recorded with the recorder's office now takes one day. It's in fact, like an hour. It's incredible. And it only costs $5 per recording, which, which is blow away, you know, like they're, don't tell Simplify, but they're like giving away their services. It takes like a year to get lined up. Okay, so don't get me wrong. It takes a while to fill out all the paperwork and get it all done. But once you're in, you're in. And so everything really can be done electronically. I'm trying to think of if there's anything. Like we do have to um, send, mail in original wills. So my trick is that my babysitter or for my nine-year-old and eight-year-old, she helps me scan stuff and mail stuff. Because I hate doing that, and it's not a good use of my time. But I've I've looked for employees who can help do that sort of thing. It's just so hard. I mean, I live in East Palo Alto. I'm right in the heart of everything, and you know, people who who have extra time it's, it doesn't really exist. So, um, so she's been very happy to get a few extra hours. So I feel like you have to be creative in this and, and find a way to make it work. Absolutely. And for those of you not familiar with uh, the San Francisco Bay Area. Think uh, Stanford University, Facebook, um, a lot of startups and a Google. lot of higher companies. It's yeah, all Google, stuff. Yeah, it's all there. So very cool. So now that you've transitioned to this virtual law firm, what's what's next? What are you excited about? Wow. Well, I recently started a YouTube channel, and I love it. And and let me tell you why I love it. Okay, Ali, I I love it because um, I can send my clients there. And they, they may not remember everything that we talked about during our meeting, but this reminds them and it, it helps them um, put words, you know, like learn the new language of estate planning. Um, and sometimes I, I heard from one client, he watched all my videos like four or five times. Like they, people really like this and, and not having to, um, you know, be worried that your, your attorney is on the other 
side of the Zoom call judging you or, you know, they don't get as anxious. They can pause it and think about it. So I'd like to expand my YouTube channel to also um, interview fiduciaries and banks to, to talk about, you know, what services do they offer to make it easier for my clients to choose. And then also housing is such a, an important uh, part of our market. You know, I want them to um, be able to see what kind of housing can they set up for their disabled children? What's available? What are creative new ways? I mean, if anybody is creative and thinking outside the box, it's, it's the folks in the Bay Area. So I feel like the sky's the limit, but being able to make those connections, um, that's really what I'm excited about. Love it. Love it. And what's the biggest challenge that you're dealing with today? Ooh, um, I'm trying to figure out my finances. LA, I'm, you know, I grew up like not really dealing with money. And I feel like as our firm is growing, which is really a blessing, but then I get a little bit panicky and, and, you know, freaked out. So I do have um, some coaching calls set up and I'm looking forward to just learning how does this all work? Because the old way of doing a budget for yourself, it, you know, when you have a team of, of eight of us and you're dealing with bigger numbers, it can feel overwhelming. So I feel like just getting a hold of what that all means. Um, I look forward to being on the other side of it. <laughs> it's it's great. I, I will tell you, it's easier than you might think. Oh, um, but but forecasting the future is a forecast. So by default, it's going to be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but, but when you have yeah. a, which is be at peace with that. And when you have a rapidly growing firm, um, things change really, really fast um, on the financial side, as you know. So it's uh, it's great you're focusing in on that. Super important. So we're talking about virtual law firms here today. What advice would you have kind of in wrapping up um, why people should go do the virtual office versus the physical space? Well, first of all, I think for building a team, it's essential to offer as much flexibility as you can, even if it's a hybrid model. But I've, I have so many colleagues who are struggling to hire people um, who have really high quality and I they just give it a chance. You'll you'll be pleasantly surprised um, how you really can use all the technology that we have today to make a virtual office really work. Um, and then also, hey, I'm not paying the the. I won't say how much it was, but it was a lot of money <laughs> I was paying for that for that office. So I can put that towards really building a great team and offering terrific service. And I also get a bit more in my own profit. So I feel like it's win win win. We don't need that anymore. People are expecting, you know, Olay, I, I do want to say, I was really afraid when I went virtual. Um, once things started calming down with COVID, that people would want to meet in person. But I found that there are a few people and there are good reasons for it. So I do have a virtual office that I can meet with people in person. But I've only had to do that a few times because most people are really relieved to not have to drive through horrible traffic, not have to find a place to park. Um you know, to the stress of, of finding the office, right? So so they're used to Zoom calls. They don't need all that transition time. It's like, okay, just hopped off that call. Now I'm on this call. Um, it, it's just been fabulous. So I say, give it a try as, as little or as much as you can do. Um, I had a faster transition than I expected, but not everybody has to do it that way. <laughs> you know, stay away from your hives, do what you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So attorney entrepreneurs, listen up. Many of you are trying to grow your firms. And at some point, as you grow, you run out of time. Um, it can be really challenging to hire that first attorney or paralegal. Um, I work with people all the time on this. They're expensive. 
They may not work out. They might leave. Um, but the thing is, time is your most precious resource. Can't save it. Can't get more of it. Once it's gone, it's gone. So if you're not interested in going right now for an attorney or paralegal, consider hiring an assistant. Um, we're talking virtual law firms here today with Ellen, and a virtual assistant can offload some of that admin time. So like someone who's in your time zone, so not someone who works during the nighttime where there's communication challenges, someone in your time zone who's a member of your firm and is dedicated to you full time, and someone who can you can get for a fraction of the cost of hiring on your own. Um, get Staffed Up is founded by attorneys for attorneys. And I'm proud to have them as a sponsor. And I refer clients to them all the time. They've placed hundreds of admin assistants with firms across the country. Um, because they're lawyers, they know exactly what to look for in candidates. And key is how to make that virtual assistant experience work for you and your firm. Their founder, Brett Tremblay, has been a guest on the show before and still runs his own firm uh, of 11 attorneys with, you guessed it, uh, virtual staff provided by Get Staffed Up. So if you're interested in freeing up your time, Check them out at getstaffedup.com. And while they're doing that in their online, Ellen, if they want to check out your YouTube channel, mm -hmm. how should they find that? Well, you know, you can just type in Ellen Cookman Law and it should come up. And so it is a special needs channel, but it, we also cover a lot of basic estate planning concepts and even higher level concepts like dynasty trust. So yeah, Cookman Law, Ellen Cookman Law, that's usually where you'll find me. Awesome. Ellen, you've been so generous with your time today. If people want to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to do that? I'd say go to our website, cookmanlaw.com. And there's a, an intake form that you can fill out. And uh, my wonderful uh, intake coordinator, Wendy, who does not live in California, uh, she will give you a call and she's, she's just awesome. Everybody loves her and uh, we can schedule a time. Awesome. Ellen, thank you so much for being on the Lawyer Business Advantage show today. Everyone, that's Ellen Cookman, owner of Cookman Law. Thanks so much, Ellie. It's been so much fun. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, or reduce your stress, we would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. Again, that URL is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Ale Yajnik. Until next time, remember, you can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. You can build your perfect practice.